0: Welcome to the Beef Brunch Educational Series Podcast, bringing you information on cattle production and management in Louisiana and surrounding states. Hey y'all, welcome to our Beef Brunch News Update for Tuesday, October 12th. Um, I'm going to kick us off, I think with, I don't know, I think it's a good thing. I want to give a shout out to um, the Vernon Parish Cattlemen's Association Last Tuesday, they invited me over to uh, me and and Rodney Johnson out of um, Rapids Parish over to a youth field day that they do. And I guess it's apparently like the fifth or sixth year that they've been doing this, but they set up five or six different stations. What Rodney and I did was talk about different cuts of beef, where they come from on the animal, um, quality grades, um, cooking techniques for different cuts of beef and those sorts of things. And it seemed like the youth really took a lot home from it. I thought it was great. I had a lot of kids coming up to me um, saying that they had no idea there were so many different cuts of steaks Uh, when I would ask what their favorite part um, or what their favorite cut of beef to eat was it took me a second to realize you know a lot of them just kept saying steak and so I was like well what what kind of steak do you like and they're like we just like steak so at first I said well okay they're just enthusiastic man they just love steak in general which I do too but then I really started going through this, and I realized that a lot of them don't know that there's a T-bone and a ribeye and a sirloin and and different cuts there. So um, I just I appreciated the invite to go out to do that, but I also thought it was a fantastic thing um, that the Vernon Parish Cattlemen's Association was doing. Uh, the porters are the ones that hosted the event. It's about a half day event again like five or six different stations that they got to go through and see cattle and, and learn a little bit about cattle management and about beef production so um i just wanted to kick us off with that because i thought it was pretty fun vince i'll go ahead and turn it over to you to talk about what's going on in central and south louisiana
1: oh thanks and uh thank you all for having me this week and uh, i was not able to be on last week but uh in central louisiana we you know we we're still getting some rain you know significant rains uh, but it's it's been the last uh, four to five, six days, I guess. It started to dry out some, uh, and with those rains brings mosquitoes, and we've had, you know, we're on our second run of mosquitoes since the hurricane, and uh, cattle are losing weight, uh, very uncomfortable. It's, it's time we get some cool air down here to, you know, to lay some of this stuff down. Uh, we are getting some drier ground conditions where producers are out uh, preparing some seed beds for planting ryegrass, or whatever their winter grazing program consists of. Um, There's still some hay being cut and still quite a bit of hay to be cut uh, for I guess the second or or third for those who are fortunate enough to get three cuttings. Uh, So we have some of that going on. Uh, uh, Lee and I and Ashley talked about markets uh, before we open up here for recording. Um, You know, the markets have softened over the last five to six weeks uh, compared to what we saw probably in late August to early September, I guess when the uh, the big part of the spring run calves are hitting the markets and uh, it's it, it seems like it's it's a little discouraging, but I think it's a a far stretch from where we were last year this time and uh, you know bringing a, a five weight calf to the barn and and getting you know in a dollar thirty to a dollar sixty range depending on quality and grade and uh, frame size and what have you. Um, we can somewhat live with that and and that's what we're gonna have to live with but with the increase of fuel prices and uh, fertilizer prices continue to skyrocket, and uh, most of that's associated with uh, petroleum costs. Um, so, it's getting a lot of calls here lately on trying to uh, minimize or, or better manage some, uh, the, some of our winter plannings concerning fertilizer use. And my advice to, to people that are trying to make cuts in that area is if you don't plan to fertilize as much or, or like you have in the past, you can expect uh, less grazing out of, out of you know those uh, plantings. So uh, be cautious on, on how hard and how severe you want to cut your costs related to fertilizer prices. And of course, we, you know we got to take into consideration that the ryegrass seed prices are you know bouncing around forty bucks a, a fifty. So um, you know we we did some numbers a few weeks back at one of our programs uh, with the beginner cattleman program, and we looked at it's going to run us probably uh, in excess of one hundred fifty dollars per acre in planting and fertilizing, you know, to manage and maintain that uh, winter planting this fall. So, um, I, regarding going back to talking about hay, I don't think uh, we're real short on hay at this point. Uh, I think when we get into the feeding, uh, the main feeding part of the season, uh, we'll see some demand for that, you know, especially as we, you know, some of our fellow cattlemen down South uh, that were closer to the coast that had more rain, uh, didn't have the opportunity to get hay cut as Uh, Central and northern part of the state did. uh, I think there'll be some demand there. But uh, going into it, I I think you know it's everybody's pretty stable and has enough hay put up at this point in time. Um, So that's about all I have right now. And hopefully we can get some cooler, drier weather in here uh, to somewhat have a a more of a normal fall. Uh, But it seems like summer's just dragging on. And there's a threat of rain today, and again on Friday with a pretty significant front coming through. With they saying. Lows in the central part and southern part of the state in the 50s and possibly the upper 40s. So uh, we're definitely waiting for that wind chime to sing out of the north.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I think we're expecting pretty much the same kind of weather pattern moving on through the week too. Um, I know Lee, we were at the Hill Farm this morning working calves and it was kind of cloudy and sprinkled a little bit to get Started, but then it ended up being very breezy and, and very sunny. So, um, Lee, if you don't mind going on into our Northwest region update as well, please.
2: Thank you, Ashley. Uh, glad to be here with you guys as well. Uh, hot's been the word up here in North Louisiana for sure. Uh, highs in the low 90s and uh, uh, humidity crept back in. As Vince stated, it sure hadn't felt like fall. Uh, felt like kind of a, a summer summer season, if you will. Um, really and truly, it's been mostly dry. We could have used a little rain. We had a storm system move through last night. Some of our friends got uh, picked up some over on the western part of the state, and boy, the the folks in North Texas and and uh, Central Oklahoma sure caught it on some bad weather. Uh, which you know we will have this time of year but we sure could use a little rain. I think like Ben said we got some in the forecast latter part of this week. Um, hopefully it'll turn uh, a little bit cooler but really and truly as pasture conditions go it, you step outside and walk into a pasture right now. You don't see it like this very often this time of year in this part of the country. More times than not, we're droughty this time of year. Uh, you know, a lot of folks waiting on rains, to try to freshen pastures up a little bit to cut that last cut in hay and uh, toy it around with the idea of feeding some hay. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't talked to a single cattle producer that has put out any hay other than, you know, feeding some cattle in traps or other, uh, other extenuating circumstances where they're having to hold some cattle up or, uh, heavy stock of pasture, They might be putting out a little bit of hay, but, uh, most everybody that's stocked at a good rate, they're, they're, they're not feeding any hay yet. And that's a good thing, uh, going into the fall and, and ultimately the winter. Um, so, so summer pastures are looking really good, a lot of is being made still. I think most everybody I've talked to is they own the short rows of it, you know, they're on their last cut and they're uh, winding down or within striking distance on it. And I think I said this in the last news update, but there has really been some good hay made in the last month around here. Uh, some, some really high quality stuff. I, yeah uh, you know it's funny we'll see some reports about army worms um up farther north into territory that's never seen army worms uh, Iowa illinois places like that uh, I really hate to say this may jinx us but army worms in in my corner of the world hadn't been just terrible the last few weeks. I mean, you still got some folks spraying, but it hadn't been the the widespread outbreak like we've seen back in. Uh, July and August so on and so forth with that being said I, I was bathing some hay on my own place yesterday afternoon looked over into another field and and I'll be dipped if there wasn't some army worm damage over there and I saw them getting cranked up and a few cattle producers I've talked to you know they're they're trying to get going with these uh, winter plantings trying to get some ryegrass drilled in and what little bit of prepared seed beds still done in this part of the country. They're trying to get that going, but uh these armworms are concerned and if we kind of still drag on with this kind of warm, humid weather, they're, they're going to be a concern until we can get some of those sweeping north winds like Vince stated to kind of tamp those little rascals down a little bit. Uh, but once again, uh, something I want to remind folks on when you Vince had some good points on his fertilization. Boy, these I've fielded so many questions in the last couple of weeks about litter, uh, chicken litter is what we're talking about, people using that to fertilize some winter pasture, trying to outrun some of these high nitrogen prices. Um, but, but something that we need to be uh, uh, cognizant of whenever we're planting is, you know, th- this green Bermuda grass and Bahia grass that we're seeing right now is a good thing for our cattle grazing, but it's not so good a good a thing for us trying to get some sod seeded grass in the ground. Uh, you know, you, you get an overburden of that, uh, that uh, summer grass and it will choke out that young ryegrass if we're not careful. I uh, talked to a couple of guys that are doing, that are dinging the rye, uh, dinging the Bermuda grass with just a light rate of glyphosate trying to knock it back enough to get the stuff drilled into, so you may have to look at Doing some intensive grazing, haying, whatever it takes to remove that uh, canopy, that, that that thatch, I guess you would say, of, of those summer grasses to get down and give that rye grass or wheat, whatever it is you're planting, a fighting chance. Uh, and of course, watch for the army worms. As Ashley stated, we we've been working cattle. by, I think I said this last time, and uh, this is gonna sound like a broken record, but boy, we have been working cattle just about every day. For the last three, four weeks now. Uh, been, been a lot of uh, cattle worked, and, and of course uh, getting some cattle backgrounded and stuff. Uh, fall calving is well underway for uh, lots of producers. You're seeing some uh, some, some of these folks uh, getting some fall calves born, and we talked about that. Boy, I, I, I can't bear repeating how much I like the fall calving system personally, but I'm not going to get on that soapbox again uh, uh, today. I uh, will mention that coming up this week, we're really excited to offer a program that uh, we started about two three years ago now and it's called the Cattle Pregnancy Determination Clinic. And this is something we only have once a year. We have it here at the Hill Farm. It is it, kind of unique. We Nobody else does this that I'm aware of in, in our part of the world, but we bring in producers and we teach them uh, all methods of determining pregnancy in their cattle herd. Uh, we've got some, some very good veterinarians that work with us. We teach uh, ultrasounding, uh, the, the science and the practice of blood testing, as well as uh, u- utilizing rectal palpation to determine uh, pregnancy and so it's a very popular uh, learning opportunity teaching opportunity that we offer um, it was originally scheduled for just this Thursday but due, due to demand we opened up a second day that'll be Friday of this week uh, space is very limited uh, we were talking about that before we started recording this news update I fully expect that to us to be filled up in the next day or so uh, and, and so, if you're interested in this, I know this will this will hit, and y'all be seeing this tomorrow morning. But uh, give me a, give me a call, reach out to one of us. You've got all our contact information. You, can, you uh, if you're interested in this, or if it if this is something you would like to do in the future, just let us know, and we'll put you on a list to ensure a spot next time we do it. I'm going to wind up uh, talk about uh, kind of our fall show season. You know. Uh, up here in the in the northern part of the state, especially northwest region, our big show season is the fall uh, fall show season, uh, particularly the state fair. You know that's kind of the climax, if you will, of it. And the state fair is going to be running October the 28th through November the 14th. And and really hearing some good things uh, uh, for state fair going to be able to continue on with, uh, with um much a regular schedule as as possible. You know these little fall shows are going on. Uh, up here we have a lot of Parish Fair livestock shows. We've seen a ton of those here lately. Just we just wrapped up the Webster Parish Fair livestock show and junior livestock sale last week. And I just want to kind of end on this note. If If you got kids or grandkids that aren't involved in 4-H livestock or showing with FFA or whatever, I highly encourage you to check it out. Contact your local uh, 4-H agent, county agent, uh, FFA teacher, uh, whoever is responsible in your area. Give them a call or or stop by and and see them and let them talk to you about the benefits of of enrolling your kids, not only in 4-H, but in the 4-H livestock program. You know, livestock projects teach so many valuable life skills to these kids that that they can't get anywhere else to be honest with you and you know numbers ebb and flow a little bit on livestock some years they're up a little bit some years they're down but those life lessons that you may have learned whenever you showed livestock as a kid are still still applicable and they're still being taught uh, So get in touch with your 4-H agent or ag teacher and, uh, and and try to find out how you can get your kids involved. It's a really important tradition within our state and, and really like to see more people uh, participate and, and take advantage, especially within the ag community. I see so many livestock producers who run a lot of cattle and, and their kids may not be involved and they may, it may be very good reasons why, but gosh, you Vince will tell you firsthand you can incorporate youth livestock projects into a cattle operation very easily and it can benefit both. Uh So if you want to talk to us about it, give us a shout, any one of us, Jason, Vince, Ashley or I, we, we can all talk to you about it and kind of kind of give you a plan. I, I talk to cattle producers fairly regular and we, we talk about uh Kids showing and how they can incorporate that into their herd. And us as commercial cattlemen, we can absolutely incorpor- incorporate that into our herd. There's several different ways you can go to to get your kids involved in a beef, youth beef project uh, and still make it work on your operation. So I'm going to end with that, Ashley. I've rambled long enough.
0: Now, like you said, I think Vince and I would both agree with all of that. Um, and we are here to help if y'all have questions on it. Um, Jason couldn't be with us today, but I think he would pretty much just echo what Vince and Lee have said as far as everything going on in the Northeast region. Um, calves being worked, uh, fall calving happening. I think for the most part, most of the hay's up, but there's probably still a few people out there doing that and then getting, um, getting whatever cool season varieties planted that. That you're going to get in, go ahead and start and get, getting that into the ground, excuse me. Uh, we do not have a full market update for you all today. Um, like Lee and I have already said, we've been working cattle this morning, and that was basically all morning. Then I taught for a little bit, and I didn't have didn't have full time to get that market report together, so I apologize for that. Um, but we do have several other events that I want to talk about. Um, so the first I've already mentioned um, in our last news update is the Acadiana Cattle Producers Fall Field Day. This Saturday, October 23rd um, from 8.30 to one thirty, It will be at the UL Lafayette Cade Farm. Um, registration starts at 8. They have information on um, herbicides and applications uh, for weed control, soil fertility testing, forage fertilization, summer pasture fertilization response demonstration, um, shoot-side animal handling, and BQA demos. Um, beef carcass yields and marketing freezer beef, um, a cattle market update, equipment demonstrations, and then program updates from like Master Cattlemen, Advanced Master Cattlemen, Beginner um, and Master Farmer as well. So if you want more information on that, we've got it on our social media pages, um, but if you want any more, you, you'll have my email in the video and podcast descriptions and I can send you that flyer as well. The next event to talk about um, Let me back up. I'm going to go ahead today when this is being released. So Tuesday, October 12 is our monthly webinar. So we have Dr. Scaglia coming in and talking about planning grazing of uh, winter annuals. I just realized I have a typo on the on the website. Um, Planning grazing of winter annuals and That's again going out live at 1030 on today, October 12th. If you miss it, if you don't see this until later, it's always recorded. I'll get it up um, within the next week or so. Um, Vince and Lebo talked a little bit about feeding as well, uh, whether it's hay or or grain or whatever. Um, If you missed our last webinar, we had Mr. Andrew Granger talking about uh, winter supplementation. That's already up onto the website um, and the YouTube channel if you wanna go back and watch that as well next month our uh, webinar uh, dr skagley and i will come in and we will talk about bull management and commercial operations and then in december um, dr gary hay is going to come in and talk about selecting beef bulls for terminal crossbreeding programs so um those will be our last few webinars to round out the year it's kind of crazy to to say i know we're in october but it's kind of weird to think about that um another live event that we have coming up Dr. Skaglia is coordinating a grass-fed beef production workshop, beef production and marketing, excuse me, so production and marketing workshop for grass-fed beef. That's going to be on November 16th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the State Evacuation Shelter in Alexandria. Um, So he's got optimizing resources, um, talking about breed types and forage systems, transitioning over to a grass-fed beef system, marketing your calves, um, strategic alliances in the uh, grass-fed beef industry, functions of grass-fed beef producers prefer, um, for strategic alliances, and um, grass-fed beef attributes to talk to um, retailers and um, restaurants about that. There's also going to be a producer panel. So um, if you want more information on that, uh, you can just again email me, contact me, and I'll send you that flyer, um, or Dr. Skaglia if you have his email as well. And then the last thing to mention, we've mentioned it several times before, but the registration is still open for Advanced Master Cattlemen. Um, So Advanced Master Cattlemen is four workshops spread throughout the year. There's one in January, April, May, and September. Um, You have to have successfully completed Master Cattlemen to register for Advanced Master Cattlemen. Um, Those workshops are going to be at the Dean Lee Research Station and the State Evacuation Shelter there in Alexandria. Um, Again, Dr. Skagli is your contact for that, but you can email us and we'll put you in contact with him um, or give you the online registration. You can also find that um, on our website as well. And I believe that's all that we have for you all today. Um, Thank you all for joining us. Again, if you ever have any questions, uh, need any of this information, please feel free to reach out to any one of us and we will help you with that. Um, Other than that, we will see you back in a couple of weeks.